0: The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. Hallelujah. Good morning. Everybody say good morning to your neighbor to the left and to the right as you are aware we are fasting so ask your neighbor do i meet you fasting do i meet you fasting do i meet you fasting <laughs> all righty and it's been amazing totally amazing and today we are delving into um the teaching of the season of the season i will give you a name hallelujah names are very very powerful names are tools of identification and because names are tools for identification they inadvertently become a tool for identity so when you are called a certain name After a while, you derive your identity from that name. So names go beyond being tools of identification to us, humans. They become tools of identity. We derive our identity inadvertently from our names. And it is not Um, far-fetched to see someone behave like his name (laughs) it is not in fact it is most likely that people will eventually behave like their names why because every time you are called that name it's like your destiny is being proclaimed over you a destiny is being spoken Over you. And God usually would call us by name. God is a God of names. God is a God of names. He has several names, and each of those names describes several attributes. Talks about different identities, if you will, of, of God. God has so many names. <laughs> you know, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Mekedishkem, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Sabbath, Jehovah Overdue. <laughs> you know, that's Nigerian added because you, you, you run out of names for God so to speak, because it's so big that as many names as we have already, they are still insufficient for our God. Hallelujah! Completely insufficient for our God. So names calls forth our names, call forth our destinies, our prophetic destinies so names are so so crucial there's a man in the bible called Nabal Nabal had a lot of money he was wealthy however he was the bible described him as a fool you know he, he doesn't know where to apply common sense David had watched over Nabal's Um, flock and headsmen and all that and it was time for harvest and David just sent his guys that look your boys are loyal you know send something you know to your boys we've not done any harm to your you know does that remind you of some people (laughs) you know and Nabal cursed David out basically and David became upset he was going to attack nabal but nabal had a wife a wise woman called abigail abigail ran to david and said this in 1 samuel 25:25 25, 25. abigail taught us a big lesson with names on the significance of names here abigail said let not my lord talking to david i pray thee Regard this man of Baal. <laughs> wow. Even Nabal. For as his name is, so is he. Nabal is his name, and fully is with him. But thine handmaid, son of the young man of my Lord, whom thou didst send. So, so Abigail was saying that, look. His name is Nabal, fully. Nabal means fool. He's just behaving like his name. Don't let that ruffle you. And that should, you know, sometimes give us wisdom to deal with certain people. Certain people will behave in a certain way. Sometimes their names speak forth. However, neighbour was spared because of Abigail. But the key thing here for us is that Nabal is his name and fully is with him. As his name is, so is he. What is your name? What is your name? What is your name? Think about it. What is your name? You know, as, as I was, you know, waiting and seeking God and watching, you know, of, of with God over this season, you know, I've shared that the Lord said to me, I will give you a name. You know, I mean, when God says to you, I'll give you a name, I mean, naturally, what came to my mind was that, oh, God was going to give us a new name. Maybe our the, the, uh, name would change from, God forbid, I don't know, or maybe my name will change, or maybe God will give us a new name. So I was excited. He said to me, I will give you a name. So I was excited, but like I will do, I pressed further to understand what he was saying. And he said to me, I mean, that I did not say I will give you a new name. I said, I will give you a name. Oof! In other words, I will make your name great. I will give you a name. I will give you a name among the great. I will give you a name. And I speak over you in the name of Jesus that the maker of the heavens and the earth will give you a name, will give you a name, will make your name great. Yes, God can do that by changing your name, but God can do that <laughs> by amplifying your name. God can do that by making your name indispensable. God can do that by making your name so relevant. So I pray in the name of Jesus that your name will be indispensable, that your name will be relevant in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. So it is not every time that God changes people's names. I mean, so, so I had to, you know, check scriptures, you know, whatever God says to you must be consistent, you know, with the Bible. <laughs> so, what is the scriptural precedence for this direction that the Holy Spirit was and is giving us? And a couple of things began to bubble to mind. And he said, What is the meaning of Mary? Mary, the real meaning of Mary, there have been other derived meaning of many, Mary. It's not pleasant, it's like bitterness. But God, the mother of Jesus, was Mary. And that is a kettle of fish for another day, a teaching for another day. But today, we are looking at another one that God did not change whose name God did not change, and that is Jabez. Jabez, Jabez's name meant pain. Now, Jabez was someone that the mother named him, he that causes pain. There are lot of theories around it. You know, some say Jabez had a big head, and during childbirth, you know, it, it scattered the moms, and you know the mom was like, "This boy, you of course pay your name will be pain." I mean, what a pathetic way to name a child, you know. Because that child will carry that name for the rest of his life. So Jabez's mom called him. Other schools of thought says something happened in the family, and you know it was painful, and that was the time Jabez was born, and Jabez was named. Pain, some people said Jabez's father abandoned Jabez's mother and she was heartbroken and she had to go through childbirth alone. And when she gave birth to, the, to Jabez, she named him Pain. Whatever is true, we don't know, particularly, I mean, all the different schools of thought, which is correct or which isn't. But one thing we know that he was named Pain. He that causes pain. Jabez was from the tribe of Judah. And the title, or the meaning rather, of his name is sorrowful. He that causes pain. First Chronicles chapter 4, verse 9 and 10. I mean, so Jabez was going about life with that stigma, if you will, with that label, with that name tag, pain. He that causes pain. You could imagine that it would have been difficult for Jabez to find a wife. Imagine he's he's toasting a babe and the babe takes him home to to the father and he says, what's your name? And he says, I'm the one that causes pain. What do you think will happen? I mean, particularly those very superstitious times, the father probably would send the boy packing. Imagine he, he, he applies for a job in someone's company and, and he says that, oh, what's your name? And he look at the CV and he says, he that brings sorrow. He probably found it difficult to get a job. He probably had issues having friends. But Jabez did not resign to destiny. You know, some people would say, oh, well, some people are it good in life. Oh, if only my mom, if only my parent, if only my dad, if only this, if only that, if to say, if to say, if to say, as they say. But Jabez did not resign to faith. Jabez did something crucial. First Chronicles 4.9. It says and Jabez was more honorable so at the end of his life Jabez became more honorable why than his brethren why and his mother called his name Jabez saying because I bear him in sorrow told you that story so why did he become more honorable why verse 10 and Jabez Called on the God of Israel. Hallelujah. Jabez called on the God of Israel. Regardless of what man have said about you, if you will call on the God of Israel, if you will call on the God of covenant, your story will change to a horrible one. It will. Regardless of what has been said about you, if you will call on the God of Of covenant on the God of Israel, on we call if you will call on the living God, it will change for good. You will become honorable regardless of what has come your way. Regardless of what has come your way. And Jabez called on the God of Israel. And listen, as I was preparing for this, my mind just went back. So, years and years ago, my spiritual father of blessed memory, Pastor Esco, would make us pray this prayer. This prayer that Jabez prayed, called the prayer of Jabez. We prayed it day in, day out. I took this prayer into my life, to my closet, into my personal life. I prayed it day in, day out. I look back and i'm like wow wow the prayer worked the prayer worked god honored his word god honored his word so i want to encourage you for some of you you are going to start praying this prayer but guess what i have been challenged to start praying this prayer again because where God is taking me, eyes have not seen it, ears have not heard it. It hasn't even entered into the hearts of men. Where God is taking you, eyes have not seen it, ears have not heard it. It hasn't even entered into the hearts of men. So Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying... You know, if it wasn't recorded what Jabez said, we wouldn't know. We just know he called on the God of Israel, but... Thank God the prayer Jabez prayed was recorded for us. So we can also what? it. And since God is not a respecter of persons, and we have, the, if you will, the, a better covenant in Christ, you could say that God will work it out in our lives. Do I get an amen? And Jabez called on the God of God of Israel saying oh that thou willest bless me indeed and enlarge my coast and that thine hand might be with me and that thou wouldest keep me from evil that it may not grieve me and God granted him that which he requested God will grant you your request in the name of Jesus. So, I, you know, take this apart. I mean, it's, I, think, I think we did a whole series on the prayer of Jabez some, some years ago. If you can lay your hands on it, please do. I think a whole series on the prayer of Jabez that we are doing in one sermon today. So, you know, just fasten your seatbelt and trust God to deliver his word into your heart and into your life. In Jesus' name. So let's unpack it, if you will. The first bit says, Oh, that you will bless me indeed. Again, we can spend weeks and weeks on this oh that you will bless me indeed the cry of his heart you could feel the 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 desire the burning desire you don't come to god without a burning desire if you do you, are, you i mean it's a waste of time the currency of heaven is hunger eat that hungers and thirst let him come let him come and buy without money so the currency of exchange of heaven is Thirst and hunger. Oh, that you will bless me indeed. Oh, that you will bless me. When you pray, when you are praying this prayer of Jabez, are you don't pray to it oh that you bless me indeed? No, you need to get a burden for your life, get a burning desire for the desires of your heart, and say with passion. Oh, that you will bless me, indeed. It's okay to pray for yourself. And it's okay to ask God to bless you for blessings. That you will bless me, indeed. Now, I mean, I used to feel bad praying for myself. (laughs) Honestly, I I must confess. Because... I, I, I used to pray for people, I used to pray for this person, when I pray for myself, I used to feel very selfish, you know, until I was taught this prayer, that you will bless me indeed, it's me, oh Lord, coming in the need of prayer, yeah, in the need of prayer, not my brother, not my, but it's me, oh Lord calling the need of prayer so I am here for myself Lord <laughs> I am here for myself bless me indeed bless me bless me indeed Oof. bless me it means bless me in reality bless me in reality you know because of our position in Christ we are blessed already we're already blessed we are blessed we are blessed whether you have ten billion dollars in your account and I pray you do or you have ten thousand in your account whichever one you are blessed the person that had ten billion dollars is no more blessed than you now listen the Christian that has, let's just say $5 billion, okay, so that you don't think I'm just calling it. A Christian that has $5 billion, and yourself, whatever you have, if it's not up to $5 billion, that Christian is not more blessed than you. You are both blessed with the same blessings. The difference is that one person can, could harness his own and the other hasn't fully annessed his own. So, it's one thing to be blessed in spiritual places. Ephesians 1, 3, Ephesians 1, 3 says to us that, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings where in heavenly places. <sighs> Jabez was of the stock of Judah, the tribe of, of, of the children of israel he was blessed it was a part of the covenant but he was saying to god i want to see this blessing <laughs> come and bless me indeed indeed i want these blessings translated from the spiritual blessings in heavenly places to physical blessings in earthly places i want to go and have in my account. I want to have livestock. I want to have crypto. I want to have land. I want to have, bless me indeed. You know, some people will say, oh, that's the problem with Christianity. You guys are too um, materialistic. You know, and, and, and I get it. You know, sometimes, I mean, some Christians are materialistic. But you see, the truth is, a lot of those people saying it are hypocrites because they are also materialistic i have a friend you are living in a. you are living in london staying in a big house you have how many cars then you are telling me to stop teaching people to prosper because you know it's, it's about the soul why don't you come to lagos why don't you leave that palace i'll come to Ajegunle, and then you then i can listen to you bless me indeed many times the missing key is asking it's asking it's asking the key that unlocks the blessings in spiritual places and makes it available in the physical places is asking it's asking everybody say asking it's asking asking have you placed a demand have you asked and that's why we are going through this prayer because your name will be great god will make your name great god will give you a name he's asking matthew 7 7 now this is so powerful it says keep on asking keep on asking and what you will receive what you ask for keep on asking the problem is that many times we ask you know the key is not ask the key is asking so the KJV renders this as ask and you shall be given but the real world is in the present continuous ask and keep on asking keep on asking keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for keep on seeking not just seek and stop keep on what keep on seeking keep on seeking and you will find keep on knocking don't knock and go oh the prayer was done i said oh i knocked oh nothing happened no keep on knocking and the door will be opened to you now this is what blew me away decades ago when I read this and I got it. I, I wrestled with these scriptures for months and months. It was, it was like I was going to explode. And this is it. And I, I was like, really, is this in the Bible? Really, God, do you really mean this thing? Or are you teasing us? Of course, God is not a liar. And this is it. For everyone who asks, receives. Woof! that literally blew me away everyone did he say everyone did did he really say everyone everyone who asks receives so i said to myself decades ago i said to myself Femi, your case will not be different in the name of jesus (laughs) your whole your whole matter will not be difficult for god to do no, no, no. It will not be different. He says everyone. What does everyone mean? It means everyone. And I'm like, I, I, so, I am also part of everyone now. I'm part of everyone. Everyone who asks, receives. So I will stay there and I will keep asking because I will receive. Woo! What are you asking for? What are you trusting God for? Keep on asking. You trusting God for a spouse, keep on asking. Are you trusting God for a child? Keep on asking. Keep, stay there. Are you trusting God for financial breakthrough? Stay there. Stay there. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks. Everyone who seeks. Everyone who seeks. Finds. Every single one who seeks. Finds. Everyone who seeks. Does what? Find everyone, and to everyone who knocks, the door will be open. Everyone, everyone, you know? Like, I mean, I took the scriptures, I was wrestling, tossing, sleepless nights, rolling, rolling, praying, until it became a part of me. I cannot even unbelieve this scripture. Everyone who asks receives. That includes you. Everyone who seeks finds. My brother, that includes you. To everyone who knocks, the door will be open. My sister, that includes you. What will determine those that receives is simple. Those that keep on asking. What determines those that find is those that keep on seeking. What determines to whom the door will be opened? Those that keep on knocking. Hallelujah! It's huge that you will bless me indeed. Verse 9 of Matthew 7 says, you parents, this is God clarifying his intention and motive. He says, you parents, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? He says, of course not. He says, if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more? Will your heavenly father give good gifts to those who ask him? You see that think about it. If you're a parent and your children asks you for something, do you for bread? Do you give them stone? How many parents here? Your children have asked for bread and you put stone in their mouth. We don't do that. If you do, you need to be arrested. (laughs) But we don't. But God is saying, you, do you think you are better than me? (laughs) No, you are not better than God. Oh yes, God will answer your prayers. He will answer your prayers. That you will bless me indeed. And the next one he says, and that enlarge my coast, enlarge my territory. And Jabez called on the God of Israel that you will bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, enlarge my coast. He was praying that God would give him more influence. This is so powerful. I pray that you will pray this prayer. (laughs) I pray for you that you will pray this prayer. That God will enlarge your coast. Some of us, we are local champions. God wants to make you an international champion. Some of us, we cannot even see beyond the four walls. God wants to give you territories. God wants to make you governors of wealth. God wants to assign nations to you. He does. God wants to give you more influence, more influence, more influence. He was asking that God should give him more opportunities to bring glory to God. And that's so powerful, you know, because the influence and the opportunities we have is to bring glory to God, is to bring glory to God. So it's praying also, and we should pray that God will enlarge our influence. It will will give us more opportunities to bring glory to him. God will enlarge our wisdom. I'm praying that God will enlarge your wisdom. God will enlarge our understanding in the name of Jesus. God will enlarge not just our wisdom and our understanding. God will enlarge our humility. Oh, yes, in the name of Jesus. Not only our humility, God will enlarge our patience. Our patience. Our patience. Eh, our patience. Eh, needs to be enlarged. In the name of Jesus. God will enlarge our love. God will enlarge our joy. God will enlarge our physical strength, the capacity of our physical strength, God will enlarge it, God will enlarge and improve our character. And God will enlarge our vision in the mighty name of Jesus. In God's every House, no small dreams. NSD, no small dreams, no small dreams. Enlarge my territory, O oh God. And Jabez went on to say, when he moved from enlarge my coast, uh, you know, if, 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 if he had just said, bless me, indeed, the blessings will come. But without the enlargement, of course, we'll be limited. Without the enlargement of capacity, the blessings will be limited. Without the enlargement of vision, the blessings will be limited. Without the enlargement of vi- of wisdom, the blessings will be limited. Then he now knows that as his vision has been enlarged, as his capacity enlarged, his wisdom enlarged, his physical strength enlarged, his influence enlarged, his opportunities to bring glory to God enlarges. Guess what? He knew that he could not manage it by himself. Jabez knew that he needs God's supernatural enablement and hand. Then he said, That your hand will be with me. Oof! That your hand. You see, when the Jews say your hand, by inference is talking about what is known as the right hand of God that the right hand of God that your right hand will be with me the truth is that what separates the extraordinary from the ordinary is the hand of God is the hand of God is the finger of God Jesus says if I by the finger of God by the hand of God cast out demons by the hand of God that is the power of God that is the force of heaven by the hand of God. So what separates the extraordinary from the ordinary is the hand of God. That extra is the hand of God. And Jeremiah 32 verse 17 says, Ah, Lord God, behold, thou hast made the heavens and the earth by thy great powers and stretched out arm and there is nothing too hard for you. When the right hand of God is upon you, nothing will be too hard for God in your life in the name of Jesus. I pray that the right hand of God will rest upon you. Jabez prayed for it. He asked for it. That that hand, that hand that came upon Elijah and he outran the chariots of Israel uh, of, of Ahab. He outran, The hand gives supernatural enablement, supernatural abilities. The hand of God, when it comes upon you, unbelievable progress will begin to burst forth in your life, in the name of Jesus. Now, a few things about the hand of God. Number one is humility. Brings you under the mighty hand of God. What what brings you under that hand is what is humility. Last week we, we looked at the story of uh, at the anniversary we looked at Nebuchadnezzar. If you missed it, go watch it. First Peter five six says, humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. You humble yourself under the hand of God. Humility brings you under the mighty hands of God. So in other words, if you are arrogant, if you are proud, you need to that's the first thing. The second thing we need to, we're going to talk about today about the hand of God is that once the hand of God is upon you, and once you are secured in his hand, no one can snatch you out of God's hands. None can snatch out of God's hands. None can. John 10 29. This is Jesus speaking. He says, My Father, which gave them to me, is greater than all. And no man, no man, Is able to pluck them out of my father's hand. No man. What does no man mean? No man. No man means no man. No man is able to do it. To pluck it out of out out of God's hands. And and the, the, the third thing, I will share quickly the the couple, but we'll share three today. Is that fasting reveals the hand of God. Woo! So if you, are, if you are fasting, shout hallelujah. <laughs> if you are not fasting, you need to start fasting. I, I'm not going to ask you to say amen. I know you are ready to say amen. <laughs> you need to start fasting. And join a live group so that you'll be a part of what God is doing. Fasting reveals his hand. Ezra chapter 8 from verse 22. Ezra from verse 22 it says for I was ashamed to require of the king a band of soldiers now listen to this and us men to help us against the enemy on the way You know, there's a way you will boast about your God that to now begin to beg man will be a problem even that if that man is a king even if that man is the president of the United States of America the way you will, you will hold God to ask man for help will be a problem. Why? It's not arrogance. It's not pride. pride, pride. It's simple. It's because like David said, I lift up my eyes to the heels. From where comes my help? It comes from the Lord. They make up the heavens and the earth. So that no man can beat his chest. Abraham says. And say, I made Abraham great. No man. So there's a way you will stand with God that you will dissociate from the help of man simply because you want God to take the glory of your life. So we see here, Ezra says he was ashamed to now ask the king. This was king oh, wasn't asking his friend. Oh. Is the king? Why was he ashamed? Because we had spoken unto the king, saying the Hand of our God is upon all them for good that seek him. Hmm. We have already boasted that people that seek God, his hand is upon them for good. So how can we not go and ask for protection? You see, there's a problem with that. Is it that God is God? Or we should go back home. So that was, that's what Ezra saying he says but his power and his wrath is against all them that forsake him Ezra said we have boasted to the king as about our God and his faithfulness to those who seek him he says so because we could not go and ask the king so we fasted and besought our God for this and he was entreated of us in the name of jesus as you fast and you seek god this season god will hear you god will answer you god will release the supernatural assistance god will release the supernatural breakthroughs in the name of jesus as you seek god and god alone as you seek help from the hand of god and not from the hand of man god will raise help for you. God will stretch forth his own hands. God will turn the tide in your favor, in the name of Jesus. So fasting reveals the hand of God. The hand of God that you have boasted about, if you want to release it and reveal it, is through fasting and praying. So we fasted. And God Answer us. As you fast, God will answer you. In the name of Jesus. And so Jabez knew that if he just asked for blessings and didn't ask for increased capacity, there would be be a constraint of capacity of holding of of, of there would be a problem. So he needed to pray that God will enlarge his influence, enlarge his capacity. But he knew that if God's hand does not rest upon him, he will not be able to sail through. He will not be able to manage it. He will not be able to handle it. He will not have the supernatural enablement for it. Then he also knows that because of this power, breakthroughs there will be inadvertently enemies there will be jealousy there will be beef there will be haters (laughs) he says that you will keep me from evil God will keep you from evil the maker of the heavens and the earth will keep you from evil and he, and he went on to say that I may not cause pain. You see, that pain that I caused, that caused problem. Don't just keep me from evil. Keep evil away from me and keep me, make me incapable of doing evil. Hmm. You see, because many times we only pray that God will keep us away from evil. But some people are still capable of doing evil by themselves. So Jabez was saying that you will keep evil from me and that I may not cause pain myself. And we see Jesus teaching us how to pray in Matthew six thirteen. He says, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. It is a valid prayer, my brother, my sister, to pray that God will deliver you from evil. And I pray that the maker of the heavens and the earth will deliver you from evil in the mighty name of Jesus. So we see that Jabez called on the God of Israel that you will bless me and enlarge my coast, that your hand will be upon me, that you will keep me from evil, that evil will not grieve me, and I will not cause pain, that I I will not perpetrate evil and pain myself. And guess what? It ended by saying, and God granted him, God will grant you that which we request. And God granted him that which he requested. I say God will grant you that which you have requested. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. God granted him. Granted him. That was why in verse 9, he says, And Jabez was more honorable. He became honorable. The one that nobody wanted to marry. Of course, what does that mean? He became uh, a very... Um a blessed man with a beautiful wife. The one that nobody wanted to employ, he became an employer of labor himself. The one nobody wanted to be his friend. Everybody wanted to be Jabez's friend. But guess what? Guess what? In all this, God did not change his name. Hmm. 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 God did not change his name it is important that we know that when god says to us i will give you a name it's saying i will give you a name in other words i will make your name recognized your name that's your name that you think is is i will make it recognized (laughs) I will make that name great. Jabez became a great name in Judah. Jabez became a great name in Israel. Till today, we are still praying the prayer of Jabez. God did not change his name. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. In fact, Jabez... Owned so much property that he, a whole city, he owned a whole city. He had a whole city named after him. In other words, they were, were is, You know, many of us, like, like we have said, all you are believing God for is to have your own house. You just want to have your own house. God is saying, I'm, okay, I'm going to give you your house, but I'm going to give you a whole estate of over 200 houses. Do you receive that? And for some people, that you can receive that. God is saying, I'm going to give you a whole city. Woo! I received that in the name of Jesus. God is saying, I'm going to give you a whole city. So, Pastor, is that even in the Bible? It's in the Bible. If you check 1 Chronicles 2.55. I'm going to get to fifty-five. 1 Chronicles 2.55. It says, And the families of the scribes which dwelt in Jabez. <laughs> I don't know what he's like saying the, like, 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 like the families that dwelt in Leki mm. the same Jabez the same Jabez the same Jabez God will turn that story around in the name of Jesus that bot in your life, God will turn it around for good. In the name of Jesus, I will give you a name. A name. Let us pray. As us our hearts, as we bow our heads, I want to pray with you. You know, you need to humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he may lift you up. The first thing to do to access the right hand of God is to humble yourself. You're like, pastor, can you pray with me? I want to surrender my life to Jesus. I've never given my life to Jesus. Or I used to be born again, but I'm straight from God. I want to come back. Can you pray with me? Yes, I want to pray with you. Right now, wherever you are, put up your hand. Now, over your head wherever you are, and I'm going to pray with you. I'm going to turn it over to the RP right now.